So today we're talking 23 things that I've learned by 23. And since I'm like 23 and a half, I am going to add like a little half point in there before we get into the segment of the show. But um, on kind of the same wave of like, writing an autobiography like later in life telling people these stories later in life is um having discretion i think having discretion and knowing when to speak about certain things and when to keep your mouth shut (laughs) are really important so i think as you are stepping into yourself and you are having more experiences and learning new things and being in in elevated spaces you definitely have to learn when to just play it cool or when you can be federal if you are someone who wants to work in high energy um fast pace and really involved in kind of like pop culture-y like things you definitely have to understand how to play it cool so for this half point i would just say that being able to understand and know what to keep to yourself is really important the spaces you occupy are really important and that you're there for a reason and so you need to act like it that that's what we need to bring back this year in 2023 having a journal because not again not everything is meant for the internet And, you know, like maybe you have an amazing, exciting story that it's like, I cannot believe this happened. Like, I just want to tell everybody. But it's like, tell your journal because you will want to remember this forever. So write it down. Use a voice note. Like, I'm good for a voice note. I love talking to myself. So I will record. Best believe. Best believe. I will record. Not everything is meant for everybody, truly. And you want to be very intentional about the things you share with other people because not everyone is a supporter of you. Not everyone is in your corner and you want to make sure that the energy you're receiving is aligned with that because if you tell the wrong person, they might be wishing you ill will and that can manifest in many different ways. So you just want to be really careful with who you are sharing information with. That tip was kind of like a bonus tip. So we'll go ahead and get into 23 things that I have learned by the age of 23. I initially made this list before my 23rd birthday. I was truly, I get in such a state right before my birthday where I'm just so grateful for everything. I feel like I've learned so much over the past year. I just really reflect on who I've become this past year and what I want to improve for the next year. So I personally love birthdays. I'm a Leo. I'm just obsessed with my birthday. Like, I wish it was my birthday every single day. First of all, I wish it was always August because August is truly the best. But I just love to reflect and think about how I can do things differently for the next year and what gems I have acquired over this past year to make me better. What I will say now that I am um, more than six months into being 23, right before my birthday, I saw something online that was like 23 is the worst age. 23 is the worst age in your 20s. It might even be the worst age period. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, don't freak me out. Like, I'm I'm literally about to turn 23. Like, why is it horrible? And someone said that this is the year of all of your growing pains. You are starting to have kind of that self-awareness of who you are, 
who you're becoming, your habits are starting to cement themselves in a way that unless you were actively working on undoing or unlearning patterns, like you might be like this for the rest of your life. It's also a time where people are starting to get married. People are having kids. Um, your friends are buying homes. They're moving to different states. Some might even move out of the country. You are just going through a lot of different experiences, but I just think there's so much to learn from 23. It's a year of learning and it has been extremely challenging, but I am grateful for these experiences and I just hope that life continues to get better. I think, you know, there's always, I'm literally blabbering at this point. Let's get into this. So here are 23 things that I have learned by the age of 23. First things first, you do not always have to be the bigger person. I think from youth, we are taught that, oh, like sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Like just walk away and let things be. But sometimes, fuck that. Like, <laughs> and I mean that truly and sincerely, you do not always have to be the bigger person. So that's what I will say. Don't just walk away from situations being like, okay, like she did me dirty, he did me dirty, like I'm never going to talk to them again, um, I'm walking away. I think everything is owed a conversation. I don't think there is a situation in which you are walking away from being the bigger person and you didn't at least try, but sometimes five, six, seven times adds up of someone doing something to you and you're done. And if you want to be done, that's okay. You don't always have to be the bigger person. Two, just because you have a partner, like a life partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, partner, period, husband even, that didn't even cross my mind. I'm not married. But just because you have a partner doesn't mean that you have to put your life on hold for them. Keep doing things that you enjoy. My boyfriend has a business. He's had a business now for three years, which is like, I can't even fathom that. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But because we have kind of different priorities at different times, we're not always going to be able to connect and do the same thing. So if I want to, I don't know, just like go sit out at the pool all day, he's not going to be able to join me because he's working on other things. But at the same time, I should not stop myself from going to do this thing that I know I enjoy just because he's unable to. And I think codependency as we get older starts to happen a lot more because people start living with each other. People are married. Like it's not as simple as just, oh, we just want to do different things. But don't neglect yourself in that process of being in a relationship, being in a long term relationship where you are unable to do things that make you happy. Three, always, always, always try and negotiate your salary. The worst thing they can do is say no. And sometimes they might, but you owe it to yourself to at least try. Number four, people are haters. Let's get that straight. People are going to try and hate on you regardless of what you're doing. So just do you. I think that's something that has been really great for me to start to realize and understand is that it's okay to be myself. There are going to be people in this world that don't like you just based on who you are. Maybe your personalities don't mesh, but that is no reason to put on a facade and act like a different person than you are just because you want someone else to like you. 
Number five, having a mentor is absolutely mandatory. You need someone in your corner who is older, more experienced, has life advice that they can truly offer from an objective standpoint. Regardless of what industry you're in, regardless if it's career-based or not, you just need someone who's older in your corner, isn't necessarily your parent, um, but it's someone you can confide in and talk to about some of the harder things in life. Number six, no matter how much you have your shit together, you are still going to go through some sort of overwhelming post-grad transition. I thought my life was stacked when I graduated. I was like, I have a job lined up. I have a high-rise apartment. I am moving to a new city. Like, I'm so excited. It's summer. Like, the possibilities are endless. And despite having all of those things lined up for me, which, again, I'm so grateful to be in the position I was when I first graduated, despite having all of these privileges and these exciting things happening for me, post-grad hit me like creed for real i just did not expect that to happen because i thought i had all of my ducks in a row i was busy all throughout college so i thought it would just be a very smooth transition and it wasn't necessarily rough but no one really prepared me for what it was like to have your best friend live halfway across the country or watching other people get jobs that you have always dreamed of and you not being able to even get an interview. No one really prepares you for that. And it definitely is just something to have on your radar that no matter how prepared you are, no matter how much you have your shit together, like this is still reality and it's still a process that pretty much everyone goes through. Number seven, your perception of yourself changes based on how you speak about yourself. This is something that I realized a few years ago when I was constantly saying things like, oh my gosh, I suck. I'm so sorry, I'm the worst. Things like that that start to resonate in your mind where you weren't even thinking this of yourself before, but now you are. Constantly putting yourself down has absolutely no benefit to yourself. If anything, you should be building yourself up I am great. I am beautiful. I am smart. These affirmations that I know I've like continued to preach and talk about affirmations like oh my gosh. But I really believe they work. I think my confidence spiked after I stopped constantly putting myself down at the advantage of others. I just think being very intentional in the language you use when you refer to yourself especially around others is important because you have the ability to change their perception of you as well number eight life is only as serious as you make it don't make it too serious i know there's it's full of problems and issues and sad and horrible things are constantly happening i 100 percent get that but have fun too number 10 build the job you want based around the life you want. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay, let me elaborate. So you, at least for me, this is something that I have come to realize, you know, being post-grad and having a few jobs after college within my career space, I understand now that for me, the quality of my life is much more important than the job title or position that I have 
I want these amazing cool experiences, but I don't want them at the expense of my personal happiness and being able to have free time for myself and my hobbies and my my pleasures. So what that means for me now is that I need to find a job, a career that I can build around the life I want. My ideal life looks like being able to wake up early in the morning, take my time, drink some coffee, work on a few things, be able to go to the gym in the afternoon, be able to take my dog on a walk in the middle of the day, being able to sit poolside um, during prime UV hours, and still being able to get things done, still having passion for marketing and communications and being able to elevate brands, especially personal brands. But because of that, like all the signs are leading to entrepreneurship. That's how you build your own schedule. So you also have to be realistic with yourself on where you can take your career. And you just have to know and understand what you want for your life. If you do want to work a nine to five, you want to be in the office and you want to travel for work and do all of these things, that's totally fine. But just start to build the life you want based around the availability you have. Number 11, stop waiting for other people to validate your decisions. I have been really bad about this. I have always just been like, okay, I think I want to dye my hair. Should I do one or two? Like, you know, the typical Instagram story where it's like, which outfit should I wear? Which, which sandal should I buy? Do you like option one? Do you like option two? Where it's constantly asking other people to validate decisions that you are making for yourself stop doing it you have your own intuition and your own understanding of what you want so do it it's like you already kind of know which way you're leaning you're looking for someone else to validate the decision and then it's like when they don't how do you feel you you wanted them to validate your decision versus tell you to do the other option and now you're questioning even more what you should do because now they're not agreeing with what you said you wanted to do. And so now it's like, okay, well, wait, that's not what I wanted to do. So just be confident in the own decisions that you are making for yourself and stop relying on other people to validate what you wanna do. Number 12, your purpose is constantly evolving. So maybe one month your purpose is to, you are constantly being challenged in new ways that make you think differently about life, make you think differently about really anything. So being open to kind of pivoting is really important. So you don't box yourself in and, you know, stop fitting that box at some point. You want to be able to change and pivot as the world does and start to understand what your purpose is on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or whatever that looks like for you start to understand that your purpose matters first of all but that it will change and so will your priorities so be open to that number 13 be selfish when it counts i'm telling you it is really important to be able to put yourself first and stay firm in your boundaries because that is really truly going to help you so much be sure of yourself but also be sure of what you want for your life if you don't want people calling your phone past 9 p.m., turn that D&D on, baby. Like, put yourself first. It's okay to be selfish when it counts. 
Now, being selfish all the time, that's questionable. Like, you still want to have empathy. You still want to care about other people. At the same time, um, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Number 14, you can do anything you set your mind to. I don't even need to elaborate because we've been talking about this, baby. On Let's Have Breakfast, we truly believe that we can do anything we set our minds to. Period. The end. Number 15, the right people don't care about material things. The right people in your corner will not care if you are wearing Gucci slides, have a Goyard bag, which is on the way. Um, That's on my vision board this year, and you know I'm delusional, so that Goyard bag is mine. But nevertheless, my friends should not care if I have a Goyard bag or not. They should care about who you are as a person, and this goes for friends, family, anybody. The right people to have in your life do not care about the brand of clothes you're wearing, the amount of money that is in your pockets, or what you look like. You just want to make sure that people in your corner are truly there because they want to be there, not because of the things you possess or the people you surround yourself with. Number 16, take time to celebrate your wins. Winning team for real, take time to celebrate your wins. Angel Reese is a perfect example of this. She won. Can you imagine how excited you would be to win a championship in college? Like, you just won after a ton of people were doubting you, you know, constantly saying your name in the media, constantly trying to pin you against other people, and you won. It's okay to celebrate. It, in fact, I encourage you to celebrate your wins. It's a big deal. You are a big deal, so celebrate your wins. <laughs> Number 17, no matter how successful you deem yourself to be, you are still going to fuck up. What did she say? Yes, you are still going to mess up. It is inevitable. People are not perfect and things would not happen the way they do if you were perfect. Not, ooh, 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 this one might touch some souls. This one might touch some souls. Don't send me hate mail, okay? Don't send me hate mail. Number 18. Not every trend is for you. What I mean by this, so we can talk about clothing, for example. For me, personally, Y2K is not my style. I'm not going to try and fit into that style because that's just not my preference on my body. Just because I see a bunch of people wearing it, it's trendy. I like how it looks, I just don't like it on me. And I think there's a lot to learn from that when it comes to individuality and personal style because just because it's a trend doesn't mean you have to make it work for you. Number 19, people literally don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> people know a lot less about life than they appear to. A lot of people are just faking it till they make it and trying to figure it out along the way. Even as you continue to grow, there's a lot of people that are just faking it until they make it. Number 20, when you allow people to push back on your boundaries, you are doing yourself a disservice. Be firm in your boundaries, period. Set your boundaries for a reason, understand and know why you set them, and be able to communicate that. Because here's the thing, once you budge on your boundaries, the person you budge for knows that they can always push back. Once you push back on your boundary, that allows this whole whole gateway of people to come in and push on all of your boundaries and it's just disrespectful to you so consider it self-care have your boundaries in place for a reason 
Number 21. This one is gonna give a little chuckle. <laughs> FOMO is a social construct designed by capitalism and socialite expectations. I'm almost convinced that FOMO was a term created by capitalism because there is no way that you can expect people who are in their 20s, maybe 30s, to have endless amounts of money to constantly go out and hang out with their friends and do these things. And, you know, it is that you have fear of missing out and you do want to do these things. But FOMO was definitely created out of necessity to get people to come to establishments. You just want people to spend money. <laughs> like, you just want people to spend money. So, when it comes to having FOMO, understand good times will always be had, whether you are there or not. Number 22, life has no timeline. You can do things whenever you want. There is no timeline expectation of when you have to do things. Sure, there's there's set times that people want you to do things by, but obstacles are there to overcome. Life has no timeline. If you never went to school and you want to go to school, go to school. If you, you know, want to try taking up a new sport, new hobby, try it. There's no timeline in which there's like a cutoff. Like no one else is living your life besides you. So remember that. Number 23. I do not need reassurance to be who I am. We already talked a little bit about reassurance, but I don't need reassurance to be the person that I am. I am myself. I am working through issues. I know who I am and what I represent, and I don't need someone else to tell me that they like me. I hope that people like me. I hope that I am able to make lifelong friends and partnerships and, you know, show up authentically as myself but i don't need someone else to validate my personality validate who i am because i want to be myself i want to be myself for myself i'm not showing up as this person for anyone else so know that what i really hope is the biggest takeaway from this is that there are so many life lessons that are happening every single day and if you just take time to analyze, you are able to kind of understand why you act the way you do and how you can improve yourself for the better. Thank you again so much for joining me on this episode of Let's Have Breakfast. I hope you've been enjoying season one. I, of course, have so much more to bring to you. We'll probably take a break sometime a little bit in the summer, but we still have some really exciting guests coming on and I'm so excited to share with you. Thank you so much for having breakfast with me today. Love you all. Bye.